Welcome to the IVF Before and After podcast, where we will talk about the emotional roller coaster journey we are about to embark on. Tune in to a series of podcasts on stories and tips to help you feel you are not alone on your fertility or parenting journey. We will openly discuss success and failure. We will attempt to pick you up when you are down and celebrate when your head's in the clouds. Kay Dempsey is your host. We can't wait to get started finding your way through IVF and parenting journey. Thank you for tuning back in. Um, I think the last time I spoke to you on the podcast, I was saying I was going to speak about age. So what's age got to do with it? No one should hold themselves back from starting IVF. Some of us have time to wait and try, but others do not have that luxury. Why? It's our age. The key which determines a woman's or the success of the IVF is all down to her, her age. It seems that every glossy magazine or TV show that it's on today is just featuring celebrities that are over 40 are showing off their baby bumps and some are denying that fertility treatment was assisted in the conception. In real life, a woman's age does have a profound effect on their ability to get pregnant, naturally or with IVF. Plus, her age also affects the cost of IVF. Is 40 the magic number? No, it's not. A woman's fertility starts to decline around the age of 28. Then at 35, it dips again. And then it accelerates between 39 and 42. Therefore, our ability to conceive naturally ends 10 years before our menopause. I was shocked when I found this out. So statistically, at the age of 30, they say that the chances are 20% success rate. By the age of 40, 10 years later, our chances of getting pregnant is less than 5%. I remember getting told, you've got less than 5% success rate. I was shocked. I was floored by it. The reason behind this has all got to do with the two Qs, as I call them, the quality and quantity of your eggs. We are born with all the eggs that we are ever going to have. Most of these eggs never mature. About half of the eggs may have some abnormalities. Plus, as we age, so does the percentage of our eggs with genetic problems, and they increase then eventually we run out of viable eggs. And this can happen earlier for some women than others. I remember getting told that only one of my ovaries ever worked. But I was in my mid-40s getting told that. I was like, whoa, how did my doctor never pick that up before? So how does the IV, how does this affect the IVF treatment? If you're over 35 and planning of using your own eggs, your egg quality and quantity will influence the cost of IVF as well as your success rate. Your clinic will therefore test your, your ovarian reserve. Um, it also, if I remember, it tests the levels of your FSH, your estrogen and your AMH. All done by a blood test. So, if you've got high levels of FSH or estrogen, 
But then if you've got low levels of AMH, this all indicates that your ovarian reserve is low. If it's high or low, we're never going to win. These calculations have been assessed. Then your treatment plan is given to you and it's to stimulate your ovaries to produce multiple eggs for the IVF. Do you have injectable fertility drugs are used to stimulate your ovulation and these these drugs are a major factor of the expense that you must keep in mind when you're actually actually having to pay for it yourself. I remember injecting myself daily and it wasn't pleasant but it had to be done. You got on with it. I had no idea that they weren't actually stimulating my ovaries because my ovaries were so sore. They were aching constantly and a stomach area was so tender to touch. I had absolutely no idea that one egg was all that was produced in one of the treatment plans I was on. With age comes the pregnancy and birth risks for the older mothers. They say that having an older mother is harmful. People feel that being an older mother, that you are harming your child as you'll never be able to meet their physical demands of lifting them and playing with them and caring for a small child. They also think it might be a bad idea for a child if their mother were to die while they were still young. But you have to look at it the other way. On average, women expect to live to the age of 85. Therefore, it means that a mother will live to see her child grow up and leave home. And if we look at it today, the younger mothers who've got children, who looks after them? Their children? It's the grandparents, isn't it? So are they not meeting these physical demands of lifting and playing and caring for a small child? Absolutely they are. And they're coming with all this wealth and knowledge. They also say that being pregnant while older is harmful again. Doctors will worry about the high rates of complications. Yes, older mothers do have these high rates. A number of the medical issues of high blood pressure, diabetes, premature labour. But studies have found that 80% of women aged over 45 have no major problems, plus 80% give birth in full term. If IVF doesn't work in older women, according to NICE, N-I-C-E, the NHS are justified in not providing NHS treatment to women aged over 45 because of the low success rate. An example, women are over 44. The live birth rate following IVF is only 2%. These figures are based on IVF treatment with women's own eggs. For women who receive the donor eggs or the, or the embryos, their chances of a live birth are based on the donor's age, not that of the mother. To be, when the donor egg is young, the older mother has the same sort of chances of success with IVF as a younger woman. Plus, the donor eggs also avoid the increased risks of major chromosome problems. They say that it's Down syndrome that are found in older mothers. I remember getting taken into, they call it the quiet room, where you're counselled because you're an older mother and advised to go through the, the test. And then you have to wait the results. In Britain, 
and I think her name was Sue Tolson. I remember her, she called for an age limit of 50 years of age for, for women seeking fertility because she was actually 57, I believe, of age, becoming one of Britain's oldest IVF mothers. She's now in her early 60s. She doesn't regret having had a daughter at all, but she does say that she struggles with raising a child and was knowing that she has had limited time to see their daughter growing up. But we also need to know that she has also had to be unfortunate with ill health scares, but nothing that any younger woman wouldn't have had either. Being an older mother comes with the benefits. You're more patient and experienced. We also know that the adolescent years will be tricky and all we can do is give sound advice that we will weather the, the puberty as a family. Our hopes and dreams is to be able to provide a good and stable home for our young, that we will have a fulfilled and happy life and we'll be able to watch them grow into delightful young men and women. We watch them from birth and it has been the most wonderful journey. It's a bonus to see them turning into the little people who are always curious and will always be constantly asking questions. In our house we hear them chatting and the house is full of laughter and we're tickled. It does put a, a big smile on our face. My real regret is that I was not able to start earlier. If I could turn back the clock, I'd have done it all a lot sooner. And what a huge difference that would have made. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope the age doesn't put you off at all. I hope the statistics don't put you off. Earlier on I said, is 40 the magic number? And I said no. Maybe 40 is the magic number. Your dreams do come true. So hold on to those dreams. Make them come true. Just think about the two cues, the quality and the quantity. We all can do it. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to IVF Before and After on iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review. Head over to the Facebook community page, IVF Before and After, or to the website, www.ivfbeforeandafter.com for fantastic free stuff.